I honestly feel like I'm selling drugs. And the reason is because I'm bringing in so much money. My days consist of sourcing these cards. So I have cards to sell at night. What is good, everybody? This is Michael Sakan, founder and CEO of Our Future. We are the go-to business podcast and media brand for Gen Z, delivering the best business interview content on the internet for young entrepreneurs. And today I have an incredible young entrepreneur with me today, and it's Luke Brian. Was your first endeavor in business, was it starting a marketing agency or were you doing stuff before that? I mean, I, I've been, so that's, it's a fun story and I, I actually love telling the story. I, I mean, I've been grinding ever since I was like 11. Um, I, I don't know if you know what paracord bracelets are. No, I don't think so. Uh, so they're just, they're just made out of paracord, like parachute cord. Um, and they're just really tough string. And I was just, I was braiding those up and, uh, you put, you put clips on each side and you turn it into a bracelet. I was making those when I was 11, um, selling them at school. And then, uh, we would go to Nebraska football games about twice a year, a couple times, like maybe three times a year. And I would just be sitting in the car making those. And, uh, I mean, it cost me about less than a dollar in materials and I'd sell them, um, for like $5 a piece at Nebraska games and at school. And I mean, when I would go to a Nebraska game, I would just sit out and sell them to people. And obviously as an 11 year old, everybody wants to buy from an 11 year old. So I would probably make $500, um, a day at 11. So it's just crazy money. I mean, I would go, I would go to the bathroom and just like start counting my money out. And I would think I was just all hot stuff. And then, uh, from there, I went uh, into fixing iPhone screens. So around then, there was like the iPhone 4, 4S, and 5. Um, so broken iPhones, I was fixing those. Um, and from that point, I thought I wanted to be an engineer until I learned that you have to go to college for four years. Um, <laughs> so then I was out on that. Um, but yeah, I was fixing those, making about $100 an iPhone, even sometimes more. Um, from there... I kind of just went to flipping stuff on eBay, going to garage sales, Goodwill, you know, the whole Gary Vee thing. Um, and I, I was doing that before I even knew about Gary Vee. Um, sure. So I was just flipping stuff on eBay. Yeah. And then uh, after that, um, um, and then like, I think it was summer of junior year going into senior years when I started my marketing agency. Um, so and you started a marketing agency when you were in junior of high school. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I mean, how did you even go about starting that? See, like with that thing too, it's just, it's ideas that pop into my head that I don't even know anything about. I, don't, I didn't even know that that was a hot thing then. I just saw that companies and businesses around me um, didn't know what social media really was and how they could utilize that in that Facebook it is so easy to pinpoint um, or, or get ads in, into in front of certain people's faces that like you need to get the ads in front of because Facebook has so much information on each person, the demographics they have, they have age, race, sex, they have age, income. Facebook knows everything about each, like they know everything about me, they know everything about you. How did you kind of tweak your pitch over time, I mean, initially they were like, okay, a 17 year old, but like, how did you kind of advance that you were a young person, but you probably knew more than they did. You know, it's a hard thing to have the confidence to do at a young age, but you, you went out and did it and said that you knew how to do something. Um, yeah, in the how, beginning, did, how do you reflect on that? 
in the beginning, I mean, it was absolutely terrible. I am so lucky that I even got my first client and my first <laughs> client, it was probably on the second or third call that I made. So like, I was extremely lucky with that. And that just gave me a huge boost. Um, yeah. But from the beginning to the end, I would say that you have to learn, they're called rebuttals. You have to learn what to say when somebody says they don't want it. And you got to figure out why they don't want it so that you can turn it around on them um, to make them realize that they do need it. And all the phone call is, all the cold call is about is to get face-to-face -face with them, is to get the 15 to 20 minute meeting face-to-face so that you can actually break down all their numbers, figure out what's not working for them, what's working for them and how you can help. It's not about, and then the money comes later. It's not about that. It's about how you can help them and how you can benefit them so that um, they trust you. Because like I said, you're a 17 year old, it's hard for them to trust a 17 year old taking thousands of dollars from their business. I think it goes back to any networking a young person does in business. Provide as much value as you can up front. Don't ask for anything at first and you will be, very fairly compensated if you continue to do incredible work. And I'm sure you were. You were making money at a marketing agency as a 17-year-old. So how did that whole thing evolve? And uh, do you still carry that on till today? Tell me yeah, so like I said, I started that at 17. I mean, I, I wasn't making huge bucks from it. Um, it was kind of just a, a thing that I was interested in. Um, I mean, I was, I was making probably... 50000 a year from it. Um, but still at the age of 17, wow. that's, that's, that's a lot. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. It is, I guess. So I like change. Like I can't just sit and do the same thing my entire life. I'll, I'll get bored of it. And I was bored within a year and a half, two years of it. Yeah. So, and then I, and then I started learning about sports cards and sports cards have just been the most insane thing. What that is that? Sports cards. What is going on with sports cards, bro? Dude, what is this? Everyone's talking about sports cards and like, what is going on, dude? It's it's alternative investments, really. I mean, it's 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 gambling. It's alternative investments. I mean, there was no sports betting during the time because there were no sports, so people kind of turned to sports cards. I learned about that. I created businesses, and it's just like I could talk about that for hours. But I mean, it's boomed like huge, like it's insane. Alternative uh, investments. Well, everyone's talking about NFTs as well. And, you know, people are looking for ownership of like these niche assets, I guess. Yeah. Why? I, like, I don't know. I mean, why do you, why can't, how can you explain the rise though? Um, so from what I've heard, um, I mean, it was already kind of going up, but it was going up slowly. COVID just accelerated it like crazy and uh what i like by crazy i mean everything like 10x 15 20x um and and i think part of it like it's the sport bet sports betting like there was no sports betting so people turned to that it was alternative right. investments it was people going right. um they were stuck at home so they went back to their old collections and looked through that and got excited about the price and flipped it and went and bought something else and I mean, it's nuts. We're seeing a massive trend towards securitizing non-traditional assets, you know, whether it even be real estate or classic cars or, you know, the first Harry Potter book or something like that. And sports yeah, cars are part of it. What are, what are we looking at here? MLB, NBA, um, I, basketball, I do, football? I mean, I do, I do the top three main. I do MLB, NFL, and NBA, but um, majority of it is NFL. Okay. So you do NFL cards. What's the highest trading NFL card right now you, you've worked with? That I've worked with? Or that you've come, come across? 
Um, I've just, uh, I think it was last week, um, a Tom Brady autographed card. There were only a hundred of them made. I think it sold for 2.25 million. $2.25 million. Yeah. Wow. And these are traded on an online platform. What is the platform that's complementary to your business? Um, the biggest one is eBay, but there's also, okay. there's also a website called Golden Auctions, which holds uh, mainly the, the higher end cards. Okay. So tell me, what is your stake in this sports card business? What do you do? Yeah. So actually I don't, I don't really do what the majority, the majority of people do. I'm, I'm what the community, what the hobby calls a breaker. So I, I buy boxes. I sell portions of that box. So there's, there's eight divisions in the NFL. Um, here, I have an example. Let me grab this box. All right. This box just came out today, right? Okay. This box cool. just came out today. It's it's called Select Hobby. It's 2020. So it has Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, like all those guys, like the top class. Um, that box sells for about $1,600. One box, $1,600. How much did you get it for? I paid $1,325. Okay. So um, what I'll do, there's eight divisions in the NFL. What I'll do is I'll sell each division for $210. Okay. So 210 times eight is $1,680. So therefore I will profit what? $355 on that box. And I mean, I sell, I hope to sell 12 of those boxes tonight. And how many boxes do you sell on a given night? Um, my record is doing $16,000 in revenue in, in a night in four hours, in four hours. How are you selling these cards? Uh, Instagram live, Instagram live. Okay. Yep. Wow. Um, all right. So what are you doing at 25, 30% profit margin on these packs? Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. And how are you getting them from the wholesalers? Uh, I don't, I don't go through wholesalers. Actually, I go through like local card stores and stuff. I've just really? I've created very, very big relationships with all of them. I mean, like one of them I go through, I get everything handed to me on credit. Like I don't even have to pay for it until I sell it. So you're the king of cards. So you're, you're leveraging that early talent you found when you were 17 for working with like mom and pops exactly. and like getting them to trust you. It's all built to built into what I have going now. It's all built on trust. So that's your business. Is there any other complexities to it or is it cut and dry? You're getting cards and you're selling them on the internet. That's what I do. I mean, there's also tons of side things I do, like selling individual cards on eBay, grading cards. Because if you grade a card, there's definitely money to be made there. Okay, Uh, let's talk about grading. Let's talk about grading. So so there's, there's pretty much the community, the hobby has came up with three main um grading companies it's psa it's bgs and it's sgc now say you take a 200 dollars card and it takes time that is the biggest problem it takes time to get these cards back from grading and i mean i'm talking i'm talking months and if you want a card back it's going to cost if you want a card back within two weeks it's going to cost you 300 dollars to get that card graded And so 
And then there's also other levels below that. If you want it back in two months, it's going to cost. So it's verifying that the card is correct, right? Is that? It's verifying that the card is correct. And it also has a scale from one to 10 on how pristine the card is. <laughs> okay, got it. So people are paying out the wazoo to get their cards graded so they can go up in value and potentially make money on the back end. Exactly. But it's all about how long you can wait, because if you can wait longer, then there's more profit to be made. But if you can't wait longer, there's less profit to be made. And if it gets a nine, it's worth significantly less than a 10. I mean, I'm talking like on some cards, like 50% on some cards, it's worth 40, 30% of a 10. It just depends on the so card. what. So what sports cards are like the beanie babies of the 2020s? Honestly, I've talked to so many people and I I've told them, like, I honestly feel like I'm selling drugs. And the reason is because <laughs> I'm bringing in so much money. My days consist of sourcing these cards. So I have cards to sell at night. And I send the other day, I sent $8,000 to some random guy I've never talked to. I've never met in my life hoping that he sends me $8,000 worth of cards that I can sell later that night. Oh my God, dude, that's crazy. You're like living on margin. So yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you're making a lot of money from this more than any of your other ventures combined. 100%. This, yeah. I mean, this you're printing, year, you're printing cash. Yeah. Th this year I'll do um, well over a million in revenue and probably probably closer to 1.5 in revenue. $1.5 million from selling sports cards, cards on the sports internet. Cards. Sports cards. Uh, yeah, it's and that's new revenue. crack cocaine. I'll probably, I'll probably profit at least 400. It's the new crack cocaine of the internet. Dude, that's what I'm telling you. I'm selling dude, people drugs. Are so, dude, people are so passionate about the weirdest shit. Like I'm not saying sports cards are weird. I think they're just like, they're kind of, I mean, they're, they're niche, bro. Like, I don't mean that. Dude, like, I love it. If it, about sports if it cards. never goes away, I will do this my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I would too if I was making those kind of it's, margins. It's not, it's not even entirely about the money. It's, it's about the grind. It's about sourcing the boxes. It's about working from yeah. 9.30 to 3 in the morning every night. I mean, I... My office is like, like I said, like 15 minutes north of here. I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to my landlord who I'm really good friends with. Like we go golfing all the time during the summer. I'm going to go talk to him about like getting into a thousand square feet office. I'm going to have people doing it for me, like opening boxes. No for way. Me. Like I, and no way. own stuff on eBay. You're going to hire a team. Exactly. You're going to build a company out of this? My, I, I, I talked to my dad the other day and I was just like, my goal is not to build a business. It's honestly to build an empire. Like I want people working for me. I want to call one person every day and I want them to tell me what's going on. And I want to be able to sit on the couch and watch. Yeah. Netflix. Dude, that's, dude, that's the key, bro. That's the Tim Ferriss thing. That's the entrepreneur's dream to be able to build a system that works underneath you. Right. Exactly. And all these businesses you've done, whether it be YouTube or TikTok or marketing agency, like it's all based on your work. And right now it's based on you, but 100%. you're understanding this business to a point where you'll be able to spin up a flywheel 100%. and you're going to be living an awesome life. And I mean, granted, if sports cards go out of style, you can just pivot to a different collectible, maybe get into exactly. digital NFT. Exactly. You have the core competency now to understand and the connections in the industry to do that. I mean, then you can just like do like a sports card podcast and that can be like your main thing or something. I don't know, but it sounds like, I know, yeah. I mean, I, I need, I definitely need more content. Like, yeah, I have TikTok and I just post like the big, the big cards on TikTok. I think I have like 25,000 followers on TikTok for my sports nice. card thing. 
And it's just like, like, that's how I get my customers. I use TikTok as well as obviously I know social media ads. So I run a bunch of social media ads every once in a while. You run ads? Yeah. You run ads for these cards? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Who are, who's the demographic here? Uh, it's, it's usually like, I mean, it's obviously it's males and it's like 25 to 45 age. <laughs> Got it. Cool. And people keep these in a binder like Pokemon and uh that i mean actually they keep them in like top loaders like this so it's like in a hard plastic case and you sell those too right yeah yeah that's 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 like the this is like the ebay stuff that that i'm gonna try to get rolling like somebody else doing all that stuff for me so then we need to talk about nba top shot so is that going to come in the nfl so i'm actually invested in a cryptocurrency that um have you heard of i think i think it's called vv or V-E-V-E, something like that. The cryptocurrency is called OMI, O-M-I. And they actually own like exclusive rights to like the NFL, um, Marvels, like a couple other things. Like the coin is trading for less than one penny right now. And that's like the, that's like the, what do they call it? The gas or the fuel or something like to trade these NFTs. I mean, I don't, I don't really know anything about NBA Top Shot. All I know is like, maybe every person in the world should create an account and just get on the wait list. And eventually they'll get a pack and be able to flip it for 25 X. But like, I don't know anything about it. But what I'm saying is shouldn't these cards be like highlight clips or some kind of digital product instead of physical? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly think NFTs are, are a bubble, but so do, I sure. mean, kind of, so does everyone else but everyone kind of thinks sports cards are a bubble too. I mean, they've 20, 25 X within the last year. Yeah. But then, but then you can get into the conversation of inflation and all of that. So. Yeah. God, people are so passionate about these things that these collectibles, people have a drive to like be a member of these communities and like get a yeah. mass at like status and, and it's that's like, exactly what it is. It's own little universe. Oh, it's man, it's, it's so all about it's all about having a status in the in the whole thing because when I have guys that'll come in and they'll drop like six thousand dollars in one night, and it's just all about them showing all the other people that are watching that like they are the goat. Like they they come in to drop cash. Yeah, that's yeah. People like that. It's same with same with the car car world too. I mean, it's a community, and people yeah. want to have it's it's a higher level. But you know, collectibles are fascinating, fascinating industry, a fascinating reflection of human uh, behavior, yeah. behavioral yeah. economics. And you're, I mean, really, all it is is it's a it's a chrome, it's a chrome piece of cardboard with a face on it. That's all it is. I mean, it's insane. Like like the companies that make this. Tops Tops makes baseball. They just announced that they're going public yesterday. Um, the card makers going public. Yeah, yeah, and wow. and um, I think I think it said that they did like five hundred and seventy four million in sales last year. Unreal, unreal, man. It's and, just, uh, and a ton of it is trend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a it's a piece again. It's a piece of paper. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing what, what you've been able to achieve and the relationships you've built. Um, what is your piece of career advice to a young entrepreneur? I mean, really, like, things are going to happen in life, like, that are going to try to drag you down. Because believe me, it's like, this podcast, it seems like it's all sunshine and ra- rainbows for me, but it's definitely not. Like, I mean, I, I went through things in life 
um, with family, with friends. And it, I mean, it, it sucks at the time, but you just got to keep pushing. You, you have a dream and you really just have to keep pushing for that. One day you will be successful. And one day you will be able to literally sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day because you'll be living off of money that you made in the past. I, it, Amazing. Things have happened in the past to everybody. And all you have to remember is it's always worse for somebody else out there. There's always something worse going on in somebody else's life. So it's a good thing to think about. Be grateful for what you have. A hundred percent. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Luke Brian. He is an incredibly entrepreneur and the founder of an incredible sports card business, sharing some fascinating trends about one of the more niche businesses out there. So thank you for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Wow.